0: Ago, brother Daniel started teaching about Proverbs, and he taught us that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. He brought that contrast between Lady Folly and Lady Wisdom. Then, the following week, Pastor Grant encouraged us to seek the wisdom of God the same way that we will seek a treasure. There's no greater treasure than getting to know the grace of our Heavenly Father. Then, last week, Our brother Simeon taught us that the blessing of wisdom cannot be separated from a life that has completely surrendered to God. He said, and I'm going to quote brother Simeon, Do not waste your life. Wisdom in Scripture says, acknowledge God in your life daily. So this week, we're going to Proverbs chapter 3, and we're going to cover verses 27 to 35 to find out how wisdom impacts the way that we must love our neighbors and also the lens that we need to have to be able to do it. So let's go to Proverbs chapter 3, verse 27 to 35. And it says, Do not withhold good from those who... Whom It is due when it is your power to do it. Do not say to your neighbor, go and come again tomorrow. I will give it when you have it with you. Do not plan evil against your neighbor who dwells trustingly beside you. Do not contend with a man for no reason when he has done no harm. Do not envy a man of violence and do not choose any of his ways, for the devious person is an abomination to the Lord, but the upright are in his confidence. The Lord's curse is on the house of the wicked, but the blesses to dwelling of the righteous. Towards the scorners he is scornful, but to the humble he gives favor. The wise will inherit honor, but fools get disgrace. Heavenly Father, I pray that that you help me communicate your word, that your spirit give us the understanding and the power to live and give you glory in our lives. In your name I pray. Amen. There's two assumptions that we need to make sure that we understand before we get uh, into the book of Proverbs. The book of Proverbs is not just a book of do this and don't do that. I'm going to take advantage of the book of Proverbs because it has a lot of wisdom. It, it's more than that. So there's two assumptions in, in this book. and the first one, it assumes a vertical relationship that has been restored, a vertical relationship with our heavenly Father. And because of that, it assumes a horizontal relationship with one another that reflects what God has done. So, wisdom teaches that if your vertical relationship with the Lord is right, your other relationship will be right in everyday life. Now, we have a problem. And our problem is that out of all the animals that God uh, could have chosen to describe his followers, he didn't choose a lion or an eagle or a tiger if you're a Clemson fan. <laughs> he chose a sheep. And sheep has, has a tendency to, to go astray, to go and, and to think that they can survive with only their strength. That is a tendency that sheep have. That is a tendency that you and I have. And with that being said, let's go to verse 27. So we can take a look at, at these tendencies that we have as followers of Christ. And it says first, verse 27, do not withhold good. Let, let me say something first it is important that we keep our biblical lenses to everything that we do. Everything that we live, everything that we read in scriptures, everything, every teaching, every interaction, we need to fight hard against our flesh, against our sin, against world, against so many things to keep our biblical lenses to it. So, going back. Do not withhold good... ...from those to whom it is due, when it is in your power to do it. Verse 28, it says, Do not say to your neighbor, Go and come again, tomorrow I will give it, when you have it with you. The main idea of these two verses is is the same. Do not withhold loving your neighbor. Do not withhold loving your neighbor. That love can be manifested in so many different ways. It could be like giving someone food, giving something good for them if they deserve it or if they don't deserve it. It could mean give a a fair wages or money to a person. It could mean giving clothes or a tool to your neighbor when he doesn't have the tool that he needs to work on his yard or something like that. It could be some physical aid. Some time that you have, some talent that you have that you want to give it away. That, that is what the, the uh, here is, is talking about. But, but it can also mean something else. And, and we need to go First John 3, 17, 18. It says, but if anyone has the world's good goods and sees his brother in need, yet closes his heart against him, How does God's love abide in him? Little children, let us not love in word or talk, but in deed and in truth. So wisdom will keep our eyes open to help and love others. That's part of what wisdom does in our life. Wisdom will keep our eyes open to serve, to find out the need of others. Sometimes we have that mentality and, and I'm talking for myself. I want to do this or I want to do that, but I don't have the opportunity to do it. No, if we if we go deeper into scriptures and we follow wisdom, wisdom will show us all the need that is around us. So let's open our eyes to the needs of our family. Let's open the eyes to the needs of, of our neighborhoods. Let's open the eyes to the needs of our community. And above all, brothers and sisters, let's open our eyes to the needs of the church body. Galatians 6.10 says, So then, as we have opportunity, let us do good to everyone, and especially to those who are of the household of faith. Let's be intentional in having extra time and conversations here when we see each other, So we can find out what the needs of everybody here is. Or maybe not everybody for you because you cannot cover everybody's need. But at least one person. I try to leave tonight with that conversation on how can I help you? How can I pray for you? How can I be here for you? Now, let let me point two important things about these verses. It says, do not withhold good from those to whom it is due, to whom, it says, from those to whom it is due, literally means the owner of something. And this is the time that, like, what? What are you, what are you saying? What are you referring to? Because, because the verse 27 says, do not withhold good from those to whom it is due. It means that people that are in need they own that need and we need to be able to provide the needs that they have hmm sometimes you and me act like people that someone else owes us instead of I owe you it's easy to say uh, they owe me an apology or he or she owes me an apology than to go and apologize yourself for the part that you did. But wisdom is saying here that it is us that owes them good. Hmm. Then he says, when it is in your power to do it. (sighs) What a relief. So I like I owe them. But oh, it's clearly said that is when is in my power to do it. It's not now. And 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 we understand, brothers and sisters, we are limited. We don't have enough money to give away. We don't have enough time to volunteer or to serve, or we don't have enough resources to be able to be in a position to serve and serve and serve and serve. What do you mean that that you owe them? Unless we consider the Proverbs through the lens of Scriptures and through the lens of the Gospel. Proverbs are, are to be applied through the lens of what Jesus accomplished at the cross. Everything belongs to him. Psalm 24, it says, The earth is the Lord's, and the fullness therefore, the world and those who dwell therein. For he has founded upon the seas and establishes upon the rivers. Matthew 11:27. 27, it says, All things have been handed over to my Father. Who said that? Jesus. So he has all things. And he gave himself, he sacrificed himself himself So he can purchase us. So we belong. If we are followers of Christ, we belong to him. We don't belong to ourselves. We belong to him. And he has commanded us some specific things that we need to do with one another. So when he says love one another, it means that we owe one another to love them. Oh, you always have that in Christ. In Christ, you always have that love. You may not have the money to give away to every person that asks you for money. You may not have the time. You may not have so many other things. But there are some specific things that God has commanded to us that we have it all the time in Him. In Christ. We have the power to love one another. To be devoted to one another, to honor one another, to live in harmony with one another, to build up one another, to be like minded towards one another, to accept one another. To admonish one another, to greet one another. To care for one another, to serve, to bear one's another's burden, to forgive one another, to be patient with one another to speak truth in love, to be kind and compassionate, to speak to one another with psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, to submit to one another, to consider others better than yourself, to look to the interests of one another, to bear with one another, to comfort one another, to encourage one another, to exhort one another to show hospitality to one another, to employ the gifts that God has given us for the benefit of one another. Those things, we always have it in Him. And those things, we owe it to one another. And those things, we owe it to the community. And those things, we owe it to the world. That's why we are the light of the world. We owe. We owe them. So do we see ourselves as people that owes or people that do we see ourselves as as debt collectors that like everybody owes me something do we see other people as owners of our love respect forgiveness understanding or do we see ourselves as center of everything and treat people as, as if they owe us something. Verse 29. Do not plan evil against your neighbor who dwells trustingly beside you. Do not contend with a man for no reason. For he has done you no harm. This verse shows the result of living our life like, like debt collectors. When we are thinking in ourselves and what people owes me, we are thinking evil about other people, and it's clearly the command: Do not plan evil against your neighbor. Do not contend with a man for no reason. We are wasting our time when we focus in those kind of things. The Bible also tells us: tells us, Do not lie to one another. Stop passing judgment on one another. Let us not become conceited, provoking, and envying one another. Do not slander one another. Don't grumble against each other. But why we do that? Because we're sheep. Because we change the biblical lens for uh, Lady Folly's lens. Verse 31, it says, do not envy a man of violence, and do not choose any of his ways. For the devious person is an abomination to the Lord, but the upright are in his confidence. Brothers and sisters, we, we are all guilty of acting like beasts. What, what do I mean? Like, brother, you're saying hard stuff in there. Like, that, that's, that's what the psalmist said the same situation. He started to envy men of violence because they were prospering and and he was not. Psalm 73, he said, but as for me, my feet had almost stumbled. My, My steps had nearly slipped for I was envious of the arrogant when I saw the prosperity of the wicked. Then he said, behold, These are the wicked, always at ease. They increase in riches. All in vain have I kept my heart clean and washed my hands in innocence. Then he woke up, or the Lord opened his eyes. And he said, Like a dream when one awakes, O Lord, when you rose yourself, you despise them as phantoms. When my soul was embittered. When I was pricked in heart, I was brutish and ignorant. I was like a beast towards you. When we are desiring the prosperity of wicked people, we're acting like beasts. But praise God for his mercy. I pray that God opens our heart to the reality of being with him and the reality of being without him verse 32 b and through 34 it says for the devious person is an abomination to the lord but the upright are in his confidence the lord's curse is on the house of the wicked but he blesses the dwelling of the righteous toward the scorner he is scornful but to the humble he gives favor The wise will inherit honor, but fools get disgrace. There are two results of the decisions of one makes in life. Lord's attitude toward the wicked and the righteous. In Christ, we have eternal life. Without Christ, the wrath of God remains in us. If you're not in Christ, this is the moment to come to Him. Repent of your sin and believe that salvation is only in Christ through faith by the grace of God. May God give us the understanding that in Christ we can serve and do good now. And that He is all we need. He is enough. So we can continue the prayer in Psalm 73 as it says, Whom have I in heaven but you? And there is nothing on earth that I desire beside you. My flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. Heavenly Father, thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your grace. And thank you for your word. Thank you for giving us in you all we need to show the light of Christ to one another and to our community, to our state and to the world. Guide us, help us, and let us live for your glory. In Jesus' name, I pray.